0: Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hey, Jenny, how are you?
1: Oh my gosh, so tired. How about you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm doing a little better than you are this morning. I, you know, it's,
1: it's been 15 years since I last moved and you forget what it's like. And 15 years ago, I was so much younger. And even then it was a lot, Yeah, you know, when you're, well, when I was in my twenties, there was a year where we moved like 10 times. Like we moved Mm -hmm. a lot in one year because we couldn't afford any place we lived and we stayed as long as we could and then moved. We were never evicted. We never ran away from rent, but every time we'd find a cheaper place, we'd leave. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, that it felt different. We didn't bring much with us. We, you know, it wasn't so terrible. But now, now it's just agonizing. My husband had this whole plan that this weekend because he can't take time off for the move. And so this weekend, the last weekend we have before we move, he was going, we were going to bag things up. We were going to take stuff over to the apartment, take as much as we could that the movers weren't going to take, going to do all that stuff this weekend. We took one load. One load on Saturday. (laughs) And halfway through it, he's like, Yeah, no, I'm going to take you up on that offer not to have us keep doing this this weekend. (laughs) And I'm like, It's fine. I've got movers coming and I have local help I've paid who are going to help me take the things the movers won't take back and forth. I don't think we have to do this as our weekend activity. (laughs) We'll have to have a weekend instead. And then he's like, You know, I think he feels bad because we're a two-person household. <laughs> yeah. One part of our two-person household is participating less, but that's, everybody does according to what they can do. So it's, it's exhausting. The house is a mess looking around. It's scary. I mean, it's really scary. Mm-hmm. There's a thing about knowing that we would have owned our house within a year, like we'd have paid it off within a mm-hmm. year. There's a scary thing about knowing instead of that, we're selling it and we'll have a pile of money, but we're going to live in an apartment that we don't own.
0: Yeah. And if anything
1: goes wrong, now we don't have a house and yeah. There's, I think, I don't know how true it is, but for, for me, there's always been that feeling of, well, at least if I have a house.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and we're just about to, to enter the phase where that won't, won't be true anymore.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, this month
1: we have a new sponsor. We do. And it's one of my favorites. It's made by Ray and I do a lot of testing for Ray. Um, And especially as she has started to expand her sizing ranges, because when I first found Made by Ray, I fell in love with um, what is now the Trillium dress. It had a different name at the time that was changed. And I bought it because I just assumed it would be close enough to my size, I'd be able to make it work. And it was far enough away that I couldn't. And I never made it. I gave that pattern away. And I had bought it at um, the southeastern animal fiber fair from just a vendor and i was really sad about it and when she did some size expansion up to um it had originally only come up to an extra large and she initially expanded to a 3x and uh, well she just num she didn't put x's after them so to a 3 and then later to a 5 and the trillium i don't believe has gone up to the 5 yet but the ruby has and the ruby exceeds our size limitations as do some of her other garments some don't some do okay and what she's giving us is a $50 gift card to go buy things and I know there's more expansion coming because I've done some of the testing related to it and I've had some of those conversations and her goal is to get everything up there up to a 70 inch hip is her goal that's great and- That's really, really wonderful. And it's being done slowly and thoughtfully so that it can be right when it gets to the size it needs to be. And I'm definitely excited to continue to test for that. So I'm, I'm, it, it just, it feels really personally meaningful to me that Ray reached out and said, Hey, what would it take for me to sponsor your podcast? And I'm like, we'd be so excited to give something away um, because as I say, not everything's there at the size point yet, but there's a solid commitment and a real thoughtfulness about making sure not just to hit our 60 inch target, but that she's going well beyond that.
0: Yeah. And that's awesome. I love it.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: Well, what have you been sewing? I'm sure you've been sewing up. Moving, a store. moving, moving, moving. That's all <laughs> I've sewn is moving. <laughs> it's terrible.
1: I will say I just completed a closet sale where I tried to sell everything that I've made. Mm-hmm. That I own, so that what what would be in my closet is what no one else wanted.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are a handful of things I wasn't able to get up and listed because the day I was planning to take the photographs, it was pouring rain, and then I was too tired. And so there are a few things that didn't get listed, but for the most part, if I've stoned it for myself, it probably it was probably listed this past week for sale. And um, about two thirds of the things I listed sold, so I've got about twenty five things um that are going to remain in my in my inventory for now Mm -hmm. and everything else is about to go out into the world and that's what I did instead but oh my gosh I have so many questions coming up about how and what it's going to look like to sew in a smaller space and some of them fit into this month's theme so I'm not going to talk about those
0: okay well, right now I've just been making plans. And so I have some plans to make a few hip length tops. That's the thing that I've been reaching for in my closet that I don't have much of. And I have one top that I love from Style Arc. It's called the, it's called the Selena woven top. And I've made alterations to it that, to um, that that make it really fit nice for me. Um, It's basically just a plain sort of a line top with ruffle on the hem and then ruffle on the uh, sleeve. And I've lowered the neckline. It's got a back yoke. It's and it's like gathered at the back yoke, which I think looks really cute and makes it more swingy. I love that. And so I'm kind of looking for something like that. That's it's something that would go well with pants for work. That's not like a dress and jeans. Okay. So even as you're
1: describing that, I'm thinking, well, that's that's the made by Ray Ruby top, which is a top or a dress that comes in both lengths, sort of a hip length or a dress length. Mm-hmm. And it has a uh, gathers in the center of the front and gathered all the way across the back yoke. It is sleeveless with a bound edge, but also comes, you can buy it with an optional cap sleeve. Mm. That goes off of it. That's self-lined. It's actually a pretty clever cap sleeve. I, it's my favorite cap sleeve. I have, I have transferred that cap sleeve to so many garments by so many different designers. Um, and I think it's really cute. Sarah Fornia, friend of the show, Mm -hmm. wears a lot of the ruby as a top. And so there's a lot of great examples, um, that I see in my sewing feed of this being worn as a top all the time. I just sold a version of this as a top (laughs) in my closet sale, actually. Um, Love it, love it, love it. But I also really like Karamia's designs. I think both the yesterday dress, which is her, bias strapped Mm -hmm. dress and the dragon fruit work really well as a top and you can change on the dragon fruit you can easily change the length so that you can have a peplum you can have a crop top you can have a tunic with a gathered skirt you can do all kinds of things with that one but the yesterday dress comes in two dress versions one that's sort of a shorter yoke version that Mm -hmm. cuts I think at about nipple height, but it might be a little above mm-hmm. or a little bit below sort of as to where that yoke is. But the other version of it is bias cut and doesn't have that yoke at all. And I think that bias cut version with the bias binding for the straps would be really cute as a sleeveless top. And, 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 it is designed just about perfectly for my bras at any rate. Those straps mm. actually cover my bra and even yeah. though it's got a lower back, it covers the back bra strap
0: too. Yeah. I I like the yesterday dress. I lowered the um I lowered the bodice because I do not I do not enjoy things that are above. I know you don't. That's why I thought of her bias version that
1: doesn't have the yoke at all. But
0: lowering it works too. Lowering it works. And then I like the idea of of making the dragon fruit just shorter because I have a couple of the dragon fruit dresses that I generally wear over jeans or on their own. But um, I actually have one that I'm not wearing because it's a little, it's too short for work. So I would have to wear it over jeans, but it's made from that really, remember that fabric I sent you from Mood that's a, it's a linen rayon mix. That's like a, you and I have the same fabric or, Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably, it's long gone out of your wardrobe by now, but it, um, it was like yellow and pink or something. Yeah. yeah. No, I know the one you mean. Um, so, but I haven't been wearing it, so maybe I can just make that shorter. I bet you could I also as you were talking about it the glow dress by Chris
1: Wood sews Mm -hmm. which has those you can use ties I think you would probably prefer it with the elastic but Mm -hmm. um but you can use it to pull the shoulder up so it's just a just like a sleeveless top Mm -hmm. and that drop skirt would be the peplum and you don't attach the next skirt level to it like I think that one could be really cute for you as well
0: yeah that's that's interesting so I had envisioned different styles than this but those are some good options it's what I had
1: for you but yeah
0: Yeah. I I, No, those are good good options
1: I hadn't thought about I think they fit in with the style of things you have worn in the past Mm -hmm. but maybe aren't forging territory new territory at all (laughs) so
0: well, I've been doing a lot of alterations of things to make them more useful to me, and so, so cool. I think that's a that's a good plan.
1: I, I I like it, and I think that is I think that'll serve you well. Actually, being able to
0: make some decisions
1: about how you could reuse things that aren't working because I I can see that I know that for me, oftentimes the way a dress finds its way into the sale pile is because I picked the wrong fabric. Yeah, And for me, I needed it to be out of something else. It's not a bad dress, perfectly fine dress. Just isn't quite what I had in my brain.
0: Yeah. Okay. We've got some new patterns to talk about.
1: I'm always excited by new patterns. What's coming up first?
0: The first one is the Peppermint Roselle slip dress. So this is an Aussie designer. I've never seen this this Australian designer before. I follow... um, I can't remember her name. Dahlia Society videos. Um, Mm -hmm. She does these videos, and she's in Australia. And she said this was a new designer, so I'm I'm assuming it is Stitched for Good, and. From Peppermint, um, this comes up to a 60-inch hip. It's a pay what you want pattern starting at $5. It is a bias cut dress. What I like, I like a few things about it. Almost every slip dress I see has this little skinny strap that yeah. I'm never ever gonna wear. And this has a nice thick strap. Yeah. Um, they've used a um not you know, um skinny model for their mm-hmm. for their image on this. Um, she looks gorgeous in this dress. So, um, I, I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I like it very much. And they call it out as being specifically for those whose busty bounty cannot forego the support of a brassiere. Yes. And that's (laughs) definitely the category I fall into. I'm always envious of folks that I see who are chesty Mm -hmm. and wander about braless. I just have never gotten comfortable with it. And for me, it's, it, it is a, like a icky feeling. I just don't care for the, my boobs yeah. get sweaty. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, um I wish it, I did, but I don't.
0: <laughs> so the interesting thing to me though, and tell me, you know, why I'm wrong on this. This is a bias <laughs> cut. It's a bias cut dress, but look at the fabric. Is there any way yeah. that's bias cut? No, or that they...
1: definitely. That, that doesn't appear to have been cut on the
0: bias. <laughs> <truthfully>. <laughs> um, it has a print on it. That looks like, yeah. Very, no, and no, very that, unlikely. I mean, that, that print was... is
1: almost certainly how that was. So, but I also think that speaks to the part where it doesn't have the drape that you would expect from a bias character. So this example, they had a picture in their head, I think of what they wanted to cut it out of. And it it doesn't have the drape because it wasn't cut on the bias. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, and they can come back and prove to us that we're wrong, but I, I do not get the feeling that this was actually cut on the bias because I think the drape would be different.
0: Yeah. I um, I also yeah. think that um the bias cut will be necessary. There's very little um ease yeah. built into the dress, so you need a bias on that.
1: So yeah, I th- I think the bias will improve it. I do think it's cute. It's one I may end up picking up, but right now I've got a different way I'm gonna sew through stuff and I'm not buying patterns. So yeah. but the next one is the Lore PR Vero swimsuit, which comes up to a 75-inch hip. And I tested it and I've included a picture of myself in my test after which some changes were made. Okay. Um, So just know that immediately. One of the biggest is that the way that the length on this was designed, cutting it out exactly to my size meant that it was probably six inches too short. And I am short-waisted, so I usually have to shorten things. But in this case, I would need to add six inches to it. And part of how you can identify that is that the opening on the front that you're lacing up should start at your belly button. <laughs> you may notice that for me, it starts considerably south of that point. <laughs> and so, 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 I this is I've included my photo because I think it's a funny example of a first image. Yeah, um, I do have new fabric to make this out of, and when I come across it, I'll be sewing this up again because I loved it. Like in spite of the part where it's clearly too short for me.
0: Yeah. um,
1: I really enjoyed it. I will say this took longer to make. Than any other swimsuit I have ever made.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I have a question about it. So uh-huh. the way it's described. So th- this is this is not there's no seams on this. It's um it's put together with these with your these ties. The question that I have, so let me describe it real quick. It's like oh, a yeah. it's a one-piece suit, it's deep V in the front, and it's got um, so there's ties it's like a lace up in the front and lace up on the sides. The thing yes. that I'm that I am questioning is it says it has small cuts st- strategically strategically placed at the center front and sides and ties to fit your taste and needs. So you just cut it to make holes? Yep.
1: Yes. And what they what what she recommends cutting with is like one of those circle cutters you'd use to make yeah. um like in paper, like Uh that kind of a thing. Um, I used snips because I didn't have something like that. Okay. And yeah, you're literally, you're doing that. And then to lace it up, depending on where you're lacing, you're basically pulling it through to the center. So you have equal amounts Uh of lace coming out on either side. And then you're doing one tie at a time, skipping every other hole and then coming back and doing the shoes. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Like tennis shoes. And then like when you lace up a corset, you're, you're, pulling it tighter and tighter and mm. tighter to get it right because like my my side ties come down too low on my hip they should be up higher i, I did not spend enough time pulling the laces to get them right so right.
0: it doesn't make the holes bigger when you like it stretches? not particularly wow not particularly that is really interesting it is
1: fucking wild i recommend it uh even though you're gonna look at my picture and go there's no way Um, I'm going to have a better picture in the future. And it is fully lined. Every bit of it is two layers, which means you could do one color on one side and one color on the other side, and you can have a reversible swimsuit. Nice. And it is hilarious. Like, I hope my expression very much conveys the fact that I was having fun when I was trying this on. Yeah. This wasn't, yeah. this wasn't something where I'm like mad at it. Like sometimes I try on a thing I'm testing and I'm just annoyed at it because it doesn't fit, but it doesn't fit in a way that says they didn't care. Mm-hmm. This is not that this was working out. What's it going to be like across a bunch of body sizes. Yeah. And for several of us, the, the recommendations were, Hey, you need to get your straps pulled tighter. Cause if you do that, it's going to fix some of the fit problems. Yeah. And for several of us, it was, oh, yeah, actually, this is probably you needed to be in the tall version. <laughs> yeah, you need to well, be different.
0: the version she has, the two heights are five foot one and five foot seven. So um, and I did
1: the five foot seven one and I'm five foot six. And I found okay. I still needed to add some, but the instructions came with the directions on where and how to add, like okay. how to make it longer. So there's, if you are a different torso length, and I think in this case, part of it is, that five foot one and five foot seven are very different to each other, but five foot one with 60 inch hips is really different than five foot one with 20 inch hips. You know what I mean? And so I think there's an amount of that where it's obviously built into the design because as it gets bigger hip sizing, the length Mm -hmm. also gets bigger. So there is an amount of that. I'm not sure it's quite the amount I would have built in for those larger hips. And I think that's, that may be some of the difference because I know my own body well enough to know I very rarely have to add length to something mm-hmm. like this. So there's a there's an extra piece of it. But this is also so unique. Yeah. Like just, just so unique. So I'm excited to get to do it again. I will say once I got the ties, the tightness they needed to be that other than the part that on this one, it was never going to be long enough, mm-hmm. the um, the bottoms fit really well. And you didn't need elastic with them the way it tied up like
0: oh interesting you know honestly you
1: find yeah there's no elastic it's wild beverly um
0: wow that's but but it took a
1: couple of hours to lace together like to cut it out get it lined up get the holes in it and lace it together and i can knock out a swimsuit in less than a couple of hours with traditional methods (laughs) yeah
0: well that's that's very interesting that's that's very interesting i i really thought it was i think
1: it's the sort of thing where If you have a trip planned to a beachy location in the future, you might consider whipping one up for the fun of it, like just to see how it goes. Because even though it takes some time and uses what is for most people a valuable fabric, because we don't usually have a bunch of swimsuit fabric lying around, I think it's a neat exercise. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, the next one is from our friends at Deer and Doe. They've got two patterns out. The first one might fall into my brief that I had earlier Yeah, um, that come it's the camellia blouse. It comes up to a 60 inch hip. It's an oversized blouse featuring short sleeves and a polo placket version. A has cap sleeves and version B has ruffled sleeves. And I think you can get a better. I, I like that. They, I, I love their new thing that they're doing where they're having the straight size and the, and the plus size model in the same exact yep. fabric. I love that. And then um, the, the, uh, the the line drawings on this are great and they have separate line drawings for the straight size and the um, plus size models. I've included the plus size line drawings here but I I really think I'm gonna like this um I might short it's got a it's got a halfway placket so like a popover placket in yeah it. And I may shorten that a little bit more so I don't have to include any buttons but yeah um, I was thinking that yeah yeah and I was also I was wondering if you're gonna love the gathering
1: on the front of the yoke
0: well it's at the top so I think I might Perfect. like that Perfect. um I think that might work well it's worth a shot. Um, I do think it's cute. It's very cute. And I would be more likely to make it if I didn't have to
1: put a button in that placket.
0: Yeah. So I've been making with this obrigada dress, that that popover placket that I did. And I've, I have that shortened to the exact right length so that I don't have to... Um, so I don't have to put any buttons in it, but it's not because I like that. I like that kind of opening a lot um, and it feels secure and it feels nice and it doesn't choke me ever. So I may, yeah. I may try that with this one. I think it's a really cute, simple design.
1: It is. I agree with you. I think it's very effective um, as a design. I will say the next one by Deer and the eucalyptus jumpsuit. I wish I wasn't on a no buying of patterns diet right now because I would like to buy this and make it immediately. I love it so much. It is Uh, a, go ahead. It is a woven jumpsuit with a button front and what they're describing as a Cuban collar, which I guess means camp collar. Okay. It's a camp collar. Cool. So No,
0: no collar stand,
1: no collar stand. And it, and it, comes to sort of the middle of your, um, upper chest, your sternum for how, how deeply it's open. But, but what's the exciting part of it? It's the open back. So it, it it is not connected at the back between the bodice and the waistband. Yeah. But, but it is long enough that if you're not moving around, it probably doesn't look open. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. So it's but it is open,
1: <laughs> and I, I really love this. I so want to make it immediately.
0: I saw this come through, and I'm like, oh, I probably don't need this. And then I saw somebody who had made it, and I'm like, I guess I do need this. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I make jumpsuits, and then I don't wear them. But I think this is one that I would like. I am worried
1: that the buttons are going to have to go completely under my undercarriage to make it work. Okay. But- I am excited to find out and I really, really love it. It is, it's going to have to wait and I'm going to have to try and remember it until I am back buying patterns again, but I want to make it and I want to make it out of linen.
0: Okay. And I do want to tell you, um, there is, I looked at the fabric requirements for this. It Mm -hmm. is fabric hungry, man. For I looked at the largest sizes and yep. um, for the full size one, the longer one, if you were using like a the 44 inch fabric, it would take seven and a half yards. Yes.
1: Do not use 44 inch fabric for this. This is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely tailor-made for the linen from fabricstore.com, where it's still asking for a very greedy four and three quarter yards. Yeah. But I will say, I bet it takes less than that.
0: Yeah, probably. especially
1: if you don't have a design that you're trying to to manage and so forth I yeah. think you can get this out of much less um, it is so
0: flowy and beautiful looking though it may be I worth to make it so bad yeah it's a really it looks like I mean make such a statement and you know the fabric they've got so they've used probably a viscose fabric that's that's orange and different colors of orange. Yeah. They have two red headed um, models that look great in that orange. It reminds me so much of like a seventies kind of jumpsuit. Um, I just think it's, I, I think. Oh, I great. agree with you,
1: but I also like the little shorts version that they've done in sort of a chambray or a lightweight denim. Yeah. Yeah. And again, loving the fact that they do both models in the same fabric across both. Yeah. I, I think this is fabulous. I would imagine the sleeveless version and the long flowy stuff. You could do something with that that would be so suitable for an evening event.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. For it's me. beautiful. Yeah, I could totally see that. Okay. And then we have another swimsuit.
1: The we Zara by Sew so Over It. And um, it is it is a cute little swimsuit and bikini option that has a tie front with a sort of a keyhole opening on it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Friday Pattern Company Vernaza. Oh the, yeah, but that one's like that one. The the is very short at the the top. I've I made one that was a a one piece. I altered, but um, looks similar to this. This one has the option for those um like adjustable straps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Which I find to be helpful. Like for me, when I buy ready to wear swimsuits, the big
1: reason I've always been into bikinis or have been since I was old enough to recognize that I deserve to go to the beach and be comfortable is because in ready to wear, I can't buy a swimsuit that isn't trying to split me in half. Mm -hmm. And Again, I'm short-waisted in most things, but swimsuits don't seem to account for a fat ass or belly. And so I end up like really split up. And so my preference is always something adjustable that lets me get a little bit of breathing room. If I need it, if something's gone wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This one looks super cute and it does come across, um, up to that 60 inch hip, which is always nice. Um, yeah, I like it.
0: Okay. So what are we talking about this month? What's our new theme?
1: Our new theme is hashtag PF. So precious. And I, I am excited to talk about what it really, really means because our challenge to folks is to sew your precious fabric. But of course we're going to accept almost anything, probably literally anything you turn in. And so that (laughs) might even be a case where you're showing us a child wearing something and going, but aren't they so precious? Like there's no, there's nothing that's going to cause us to turn you down, but we're talking about precious fabric. And for me,
0: I want to start by saying, what does that mean? What do we mean by precious fabric? How do we define that? So I think anybody can define it how they want. it doesn't necessarily have to be an expensive piece of fabric. It could just be something that's sentimental, right? Or, um, you know, something that you can't get again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking as I was cleaning out my sewing area, I had a stash of vintage table linens that I haven't sewn with yet. And those might be the sort of thing that qualifies, whether you went and bought them yes. from a thrift store or inherited them from your great-grandmother. They might be something you're hesitant to cut into for a variety of different reasons. And certainly they're an irreplaceable resource once you have cut into it.
0: Yeah. If you have
1: regrets, it's, it's probably too late or at least too late to do something that isn't cutting it up. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. You right, can right. only go so far. It's yeah. sort of like normally I have this quilt hanging behind me mm-hmm. and I've taken it down to take to the new place. Um, I keep thinking it's time to make something out of it and I'm probably not going to make a quilt. I'm more likely to sort of quilt the fabric and then cut a garment out of it,
0: Mm. but
1: I haven't because it's, it's precious to me. It's a really neat piece I've made and I'm nervous about cutting it up. So I think that
0: would count too. For sure. For sure. One of the things, you know, I think most of the time when we think of sewing the precious, we mean, we, we think of things we spend a lot of money on. Yeah, you know, a fabric that we spend a lot of money on, we're afraid to ruin it and, you know, waste the money. That's generally what I think of when I look at, like, I have in my stash some really expensive merchant and mills fabric that I've been, you know, reluctant to to cut into. Um, I've got
1: some silky noisle that, um, some silk noisle, some 100% silk fabric that I bought that is isn't a beautiful, beautiful um, teal color, like a rich, rich, oh, and it smells so good. I'm so happy with it. And I periodically, when it was on a shelf, now it's in a box ready to move. But when I would go over and look at it, I'd pet it and I'd smell it and I'd think about what I could make out of it. And then I would put it right back on the shelf because probably what I thought of isn't the right thing yet. Yeah. Right. Because what if I picked wrong? What if it's something that I then sell, even though... I've loved this fabric for so long.
0: Yeah. I actually, I was just thinking about, so I have a couple things in mind. The first thing I have in mind for me is the, the I've talked about this before, but the hand woven <laughs> fabric you gave me for a gift that I have been, you've gave me like four yards. So I'd have plenty to cut out for something. Yeah. And I just have always feared that I would make something that doesn't do it justice. And, <laughs> like right now it's not doing any justice because it's sitting on the shelf, yeah. you know, instead of on my body. So that's one that I really would like to use this month. And I, I I'm going to have to spend some time thinking about it because it is important fabric to me.
1: So I have some thoughts on that because okay. I've been trying to think about how am I going to use up some of these fabrics that I maybe consider precious? What do I do given that I sell through my wardrobe? Yes. What do I do that maximizes the odds that it? that I won't, that this thing that's meant something to me will stay in my wardrobe. And I think part of that is thinking about what pieces do I tend to hold on to? And where do I feel regret when I've gotten rid of something? Like, is there a a way that I can point at it and go, oh, that garment, the shape of it, the things about that were what I regret, or was it the fabric that I wish I'd made something else out of? So for me, I think I am very likely to make um, the made by Ray Uh, One of her dresses that hasn't quite made it to our size range yet because it's, it's big enough for my body and, and I know how to make it to fit well. And my single oldest dress, the one that I still have never listed for sale is this garment Mm -hmm. And I, in fact, I got it out to list it for sale because I was trying to list everything. And I realized that the darts at the front, the fabric had frayed a little bit and I needed to stitch it up. And I'd already packed the sewing machine away. So I wasn't able to repair it and sell it. But that dress, which I added a ruffle at the hem to, and I Mm -hmm. used some piping on, it, it reminded me of what made me really love that garment. And I thought, oh, well, if I take this silk wall that I've got, And I make it into that, the same style, same size, same adjustments. Mm -hmm. That's something that increases the odds that it'll stay in my wardrobe. So I'm trying to look for those classic garments, not just that I binged a lot of, but that three years later, two years later, six months later, I'm returning to. So for me, another one would be the yesterday dress. I think if I have a fabric that's precious Mm -hmm. and appropriate to the yesterday there's a really good chance I'd hang on to that for a long time because I love that dress. Yeah. So.
0: That's a good idea. I have another fabric that I'm, that I, it's interesting because it's a, I bought it. It's a used fabric, very used fabric. um, And I could easily buy more, not the same ones though. I bought some used sari fabric. Yeah. And it's pure silk. And it will, I I have been so reluctant to use it because I want to make something nice. And I, I, there's, it wasn't even expensive. It was like, I mean, I bought a sorry fabric is like four or five yards. I think it's four yards and it's, it's narrow, but it's four yards and it's, uh, it was $25, you know, like yeah, it's it's not a lot of money, but because I, you know, I purchased this, I've you know, from India. And like, it just seems like I, I should be careful with it, but maybe I should, you know, use it for something.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's using it is probably what you intended when you yeah, bought it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even if you can't quite remember how, um, I've also like the, the other thing I'm hoping to do is I've got, I've got a fairly big basket of linen scraps right now. And it's been a while since I built fabric out of them. Mm -hmm. And my linen scraps to me are such a creative opportunity. And that for me is the precious piece of it, that I'll build a piece of fabric that will be precious Mm -hmm. because it will be by far my most expensive fabric because of the amount of time it will take me to build the fabric. Sure, And so I want to do that and then make make a dress out of it. And I think the last time that I did this, I made the Melba by Mm -hmm. Munna and Broad. And I loved that dress so much and I've just sold it. So it's leaving my house this weekend. I think I'm going to rebuild that fabric and make another Munna and Broad Melba out of it.
0: So when you do this, like, how do you, do you like, um, stitch it up and then like serge it serge it and then stitch down the serged areas or do you line the dress or how do you do it so it's comfortable?
1: I start by, um, I start by picking a few pieces out and serging around them and then sewing them together and top stitching. So I do top stitch it down. Okay. And then I look for the next pieces I'm going to put on it and I might only surge one long end of it, sew it together top stitch it down and then I go to the next piece and so on. So I'm okay. I'm continually surging and top stitching and trimming.
0: Okay.
1: And I usually lay six or seven pieces out sort of near each other to get an idea of how I might want them mm-hmm. to go, but I don't pay a lot of attention. Like I haven't designed the whole side of a dress Mm -hmm. that way instead it's more I'll keep building onto this and at some point I'll stop and see if it's big enough yet yeah and if there's something I think I'm missing and so but I do top stitch after serging because I think it is more comfortable to wear that way
0: yeah yeah I would think it would be I was thinking about that too if you wanted to make it especially if you were making with smaller pieces yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah.
1: when I did the um log cabin dresses I did, yes, I right. built those directly onto a very lightweight wall type foundation. Okay. And they were still very flexible to wear, like they were comfortable and had drape to them,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: but did not I I didn't have to finish the inside of the quilt that way because I was just foundation piecing it directly onto fabric.
0: Okay. When you do that, like when it washes, it doesn't like get like, um, I've noticed Paceri? what puckery. no, like, um, so I've noticed with a lot of times, you know, when you do a facing, they don't have you finish the inside there, yeah. but like, then I find that it does still, f- I mean, it's still phrased. It's just like, it, it, so it makes like a, it feels bulky in those yeah. areas because it's not I don't long. think
1: I've noticed that on quilts and quilting generally speaking but I suppose it it must in some way but I think quilt fabrics if you're doing it out of quilt fabrics they're very tightly woven and they right. don't expand in the same way it's not like using a linen or a rayon or something right. there so I, well, I don't think they do generally but
0: but you're doing this out of linen so well the
1: linen one I'm finishing the edges on though remember right.
0: But the, so the log do...
1: cabin ones were all out of cottons that were quilting cottons.
0: Oh, I thought they were. I thought they were linen. Sorry.
1: No, they were Ankara and um, and like Kona cotton. Okay. Style cottons. I
0: see.
1: Yeah, I haven't done that. I I think you'd be right that that would probably be a lot riskier if I was okay. doing them out of linens. Okay. But the but the pieced pieces, the the linen, I always finish the edges on and top stitch. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So I'm interested to see what people will. Pics. Yeah,
1: me too. I'm excited to find out. Um I think I think there are other things I just I'd put together a really quick list. One might be remaking something that's precious to you. So my um I I've, I've known young people who've taken their wedding dresses um and for anniversaries have chosen to take them apart or sew them into something else or things like that. I've known folks who've taken their mom's wedding dress that no one's ever going to wear but made them into handbags or pillows or done other things but it's but it's a very precious thing when yeah. you're cutting into it right um i know folks uh i i find and have some rare or out of print fabrics where i look at it and i'm like oh that like i just found Tula pink did a fabric that was sort of queen elizabeth looking mm-hmm. um with the big frill neck and the tall hair and the whole thing mm. and that's from five or six seasons ago and i found it recently like in my stash Wow. and as soon as i found it i'm like oh my god i love this fabric i should make it and then i'm like what should i make what can i make out of this that i'll probably keep like yeah. and then i then i stopped and it's still sitting in in a bag in in the moving stuff because what if i guess wrong <laughs> i don't want to make it for someone else i want it for me and right. so Um, I think out-of-print stuff can be that way, hand-woven, as you've noted. And then I think fancier-than-usual fibers can do it too, sort of like the silk, sorry, as you noted, not expensive, but it's silk and it feels special. It came all the way from India. It's, you know, I think there are things like that that can make it difficult. Um, Silk for me is usually a hard one for me to cut into. I've known folks who've had trouble cutting into their wool fabrics because Mm. it's, Because it feels important. It's better than what they usually buy in terms of a type of fabric, like a fancier type of fabric. And that can be intimidating. And then other times, I think your precious fabric may not be precious as much as it's annoying. (laughs) So you might hesitate to sew sequins. Mm -hmm. And it's a sequin that you loved. You were very happy with it. But maybe the hesitation is less about its preciousness and more about how many needles will I go through. Yeah, So, but all of that would, would obviously count.
0: Yeah. All right, Jenny. Well, I can't wait to see what people do and we will see see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Rockers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.